moving house can be a stressful, costly and time-consuming experience. Now consider the logistics required to move a museum and the challenge of finding a new space that suits the current and the future needs of the institution. You're listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle production brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. In this episode, Sophie Monaghan-Coombs explores the ongoing relocation and renaming process ahead for the Museum of London. Sharon Ament is the director of the Museum of London. Last year, the museum closed to prepare to relocate to a new home elsewhere in the city. Sharon is the woman behind the historic move. She explains some of the history and perennial problems with the last building. So the Museum of London moved into London Wall in 1976 and it was a vision of a kind of master plan for society and a kind of way of urban living then, a part of the Barbican which brought people up onto high walks. But that kind of vision of living, people living away from cars, cars being on kind of a different level to the living spaces and cultural spaces of people, was never fulfilled and didn't work. And so it left the Museum of London isolated behind a roundabout. And by, even by the time we were opening at London Wall in 1976, it was impenetrable and people couldn't find the Museum of London. And we have this amazing collection, you know, seven and a half million objects, uh, which span the whole of London's history, 2,000 years ago, since the Romans arrived and created Londinium, but before that even. And it was hidden away in a museum that nobody could get into. An inaccessible building doesn't bode well for a major cultural institution. So, when the opportunity arose for the Museum of London to inhabit the general market at Smithfield, Sharon jumped on it. This is going to be brilliant for events. Well, the first year we're going to use it for events, and then the second year uh, we will have exhibitions in here. The building and the surrounding area have a special history. Well, there's always been a market here in Smithfield. It was a big area, space, a big open space, a field, outside of the city walls and for 900 years it's been used as a market but until the mid-1800s it was a place where live cattle were driven to Smithfield and slaughtered here and sold so the Victorians decided this was too horrible uh, not technologically advanced a bit wild Uh, it was the site of St Bartholomew's Fair all sorts of extraordinary things have happened at Smithfield So the Victorians built a set of markets, um, four or five, uh, and the architect was Horace Jones, who built Tower Bridge. Uh, Very good at building markets. Um, But our part that we are now going to inhabit uh, had lain derelict for about 30 years. And when I first arrived in 2015, I was just blown away by the possibilities. And it's got great big basements which were stores for food it's got a cold store in the poultry market so insulated what great place for collections we need dark cool temperatures 
even temperatures to store the London collection. High roofs, seven metres space, so that we can put fantastic objects on display. And then, I think, uh, the nirvana for all museums. Multiple entrances. And those multiple entrances will be put to good use when the building is completed and finally becomes the Museum of London. Well, the name will also change to London Museum in 2026. For Sharon, the many entrances will help the museum become one with its surroundings. So the great thing about this museum, and again it being in a market building, is there's a flow from the streets into the museum and out again. And we want to be as permeable as possible. And that means that we don't want, we don't want an intellectual barrier to the content, to an exhibition, to an idea, to a story. And we don't want a physical barrier either. And when you think about why a museum of London should be like this, well, duh, you know, the content is out there on the streets. We've got 10 million curators who live in London. So we want them to use the museum, to flow in and out of the museum, and to engage with us. By taking over an existing structure, the new museum is instantly more environmentally friendly than if a new building had to be created. And the emphasis on sustainability doesn't stop there. And then because we're museum folk, you know, we went in and saved everything. So we've got all sorts of stuff ready to go back into the building. You know, we often say that we have kept about 70% of the building. Of course, we couldn't keep all of it. Some of it was completely falling down and things like that. But we've worked from the principle that we will retain as much as possible. And that has really held us in good stead. And then, of course, you know, we've been looking at how we operate sustainably as well. Heating and cooling these enormous galleries is just one of many, many challenges still to be faced by this ambitious project in the coming years. But it is just this scale of ambition that makes a brand new museum in London that emerges from the infrastructure and history of the city itself such an exciting prospect. And so now this is like amazing. This is absolutely amazing. So there's a possibility of us being a museum. Tall Stories is a Monocle production from the team behind The Urbanist. And this episode was written and edited by Sophie Monaghan-Coombs. And it was produced by David Stevens. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes every week. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye. And thank you for listening, City Lovers. City Lovers.